This is the Common Chaos Podcast, episode 37. I'm Thomas. I'm Matt. I'm Jaden. I'm a fake fan. <laughs> We're just a couple of everyday guys trying to become better versions of ourselves. Welcome to our conversation. Because the world is chaos. Show or feel no nervousness, anger, or other strong emotion. Complete disorder or confusion. We're not only training our, you know, our defensive mindsets. We're also working, you know, in our spiritual lives and trying to make ourselves better human beings. Welcome back to the Common Chaos Podcast, episode 37. Um, in the beginning, the fake fan was Casey. Casey's back and joining us this week. Hi, everybody. Just as unprepared as last time. <laughs> um, this week, I think we're going to get into a couple things. We're going to talk about guns a little bit and the future of Common Chaos. And we're going to talk about Exodus a little bit. So, buckle in. Who wants to start us off? Violence is golden. Okay. <laughs> Um, we were talking about how much I suck at shooting and the things that I need to get. Yeah, so at this point in time, Nathan might actually be able to outshoot Jaden. I don't believe so. that. Uh, Nathan is a marksman in the United States Air Force. <laughs> Whoop-dee-doo. Um, I'll still believe it when I see it. I think even even if I closed both eyes, I could outshoot Nathan. Talk Nate doesn't you. even listen to this. So. Nathan doesn't listen to this, and when's the last time you think he shot? Boot camp? Yeah. Talking pretty Probably. hard for a man that can't shoot with iron sights. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need iron sights. I got a red dot now. There's a there was a video. One of the uh, one of like the guys from T Rex was shooting, and he didn't have sights at all. It was just a bare slide he was shooting with. No, how? That's cool. Was he doing the thing was... where you kind of like just kind of square up with the target, or was he actually just? Let he me, probably doesn't even me, need it. Let me pull it up. It's because... it's Drew okay. Drew Hopkins. There's that, and there's also the idea that if you just square up with your, like, if you hold your your pistol, like, square with your body and point in the direction, you will be really close. Huh. You'll at least hit body. Huh. Through an iPhone. What? What? Through an iPhone? What do you mean? Okay, through... that's not what I was talking about at all. Through... That's crazy. What do you mean, through an iPhone? Oh, wow. Can oh. he hit that? Yeah. When he's, like, 40 yards away. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, point, it's point shooting, basically. You're just kind of going off of what you know. He, he just, he posted the one where he hit. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> some real cowboy stuff. Some real, real yee haw. For everyone that is listening, he had a 30 round mag in, and it only shows one bullet hitting. Yeah. He posted the bullet that he hit. Yeah, yeah. For, sure. for sure. I just thought it was a funny video. Um, but. We were talking about plate carriers and belt setups and ARs and stuff like that. And I think we came to the conclusion that I am woefully unprepared for the apocalypse. And I'm doing this for the apocalypse. I thought this was just for fun. Well, it is for fun, but also for the apocalypse. Um, I need to get all kinds of armor, uh, more guns, and uh, most importantly, a ghillie suit. Yeah, okay. 
<laughs> it's not gonna help you in a urban suburban environment who plans on being in urban areas gotta get out of the city first man i'm going straight to the city first <laughs> you gonna have going, a fun three days casey's going to fight everyone at walgreens <laughs> whole foods thank you very much <laughs> this is um but yes i think everybody i mean we all have a little bit of gear but nobody has everything like there's even stuff that i don't have that i want like none of us have gotten into communications stuff yet Mm. i think i'm the only one aside from probably casey who has any amount of medical equipment macker might have some i have some scissors I was like, communications equipment is are you talking expensive like, but important. Are you talking like sat phones? Are you no, talking like walk no, talkies? like talking heads, about, headsets, yeah, like push to talks. Okay. I'd have the knowledge in that regard, just not the equipment. Dude, a range day where we all have like push to talk headsets would you be could, sweet. You could, I don't know how good they are, but they make attachable radio things for our walkers. Yeah, because it has an aux plug in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's got it's got a microphone. I've heard that like I've I've heard mixed reviews about them, but I'd, I think would be interested to try them. They're only like fifty bucks. We all have walkers now, don't we? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. You have them, Casey? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we all have them. We I could we could try. Uncomfortable, but yeah, they get uncomfortable after a while. But they're yeah. way nicer compared to the things that I was using. No, that's fair. I'm just saying that. Did you say you can link those? They're yeah. It's basically like a walkie-talkie that attaches to your walkers. Yeah, it's Ooh, like, it's that'd like be cool. incredibly I short would, range kind of thing. It's not it's not like I don't I don't know how good they are, but it would be interesting to try at least. Yeah, let's get a couple, try it out, and then if they're good, everyone get them. Hey, this yeah. might be a stupid question, but do, do people in like the military wear wear like headphones like whenever they shoot? Like ear protection? They wear oh, yeah, they wear oh, ear oh, pro. Yeah. Like yeah. on a on a mission, right? That's what yeah. you're saying? They wear ear pro at, at, at this point in time. Yeah, they probably all. I'm pretty sure everybody does. Because I just know whenever we're shooting and I forget to put my headphones on or something before I shoot, my like balance and everything is messed up for the rest of the night. Wait, why do you think so many vets have like tinnitus and a constant ringing in their ears kind of deal? Yeah. As a, we were at the store before the last range day with my dad, and I was buying walkers, and I was like, Dad, do you want to buy a pair too? Because like it's never going to be a bad thing to have two pairs. And he was like, no, nah, don't worry about it. I'll just wear, like, my headphones. I was like, listen, I promise you're going to want something else. So then I bought one of those boxes of the foam ones. Yeah. And he put those in. And he's like, oh, they work. They're fine. And then I gave him that extra pair of walkers that Mac had. And he was like, oh, these are amazing. This mm-hmm. is so much better yeah. than that. And what's crazy is those are the cheap ones. Yeah. I would like to I would like to get a pair of the, um, the MSAs, the Sordans at some point. But those are, like... Still not the most expensive, but they're like 250 bucks. I say, not to interrupt, but since we're on the communications thing, I, th- I think something that actually just came to my mind not, not even two minutes ago is what's important is this is all talking about verbal communication. Something that if you're going to talk about communication, what you really need to have down pat, at least with the group that you're shooting with, or the group that you think you will be shooting with constantly, is nonverbal communication. Hand signals. Hand signals. Yeah, that is, that is incredibly important that is a, that for is communication in loud spaces or spaces where there are more than one person talking or super silent yeah either or yeah and i say the only thing obviously that is against that is visibility but that's why you have verbal communication as well yeah that'd be sweet um nothing nothing crazy just like simple things it'd be cool to train that stuff when we go to get those tires build like a 
build like I a wanna, house out of tires? I, no, I don't. I mean, I don't necessarily want to build something that permanent. I mean, I guess it wouldn't really be permanent. The goal with the tires is to have a wall at the end, and then do like I don't. I don't even know. Get like some sort of lightweight material that we can move around mm. for the walls, because it would be like just have like obstacles in the way kind of thing. Not necessarily building a house, but like walls. just having things in the way that you have to like move around and shoot around i really want to do car stuff yeah me too yeah, i was that, just gonna say that i, I want to get at, probably at least two cars up there <laughs> See, the big thing is though is like you got to be down for movement in your drills mm-hmm. yes so well, like you have to be dedicated this isn't just you know point and shoot kind of thing right mm-hmm. right i think i think us doing car stuff is pretty important because right now i'm my gun sits in my glove box and i watched a video the other day where they were training it and a guy opened up the driver door and started like wrestling with the driver. And the driver was like, oh yeah, there's no way. I could never get to my gun in the glove box now. Nope. And so then I started thinking about it. I was like, well, can I put the gun like in between my seats? And like, it just, it doesn't work that way. So I need to get something for in my car that I can actually have access to it because the way that I'm carrying now in my car is useless. That's why you just carry it on your person. The seat belt. I'm a weenie and I think it's very uncomfortable. So I don't do that. Strong side. Strong, strong side, side is way m- more uncomfortable in a car. Come on, man! You say strong? No. Depends yes. on if you're the passenger. Strong the driver, side is not comfortable at all in the car. Depends if you're passenger or driver. I don't I think don't any like of it's comfortable. I don't, like I don't want a gun in my pants while I'm driving. Strong side's comfortable. Appendix carry sucks. I don't know why people continue to do it. Because it's like the I'm most serious, tactical. Man. It's the, most, it's the it's easiest most, access. You have the most control over it. Do you know what I think I'm actually going to do? I'm going to get a shoulder holster and then just wear a flannel jacket all winter and mm-hmm. just have one right there. Well, a lot of guys do switch to outside the waistband carry or like more overt carrying types during the winter because you have that option of layers. Mm-hmm. Imagine not wearing just one layer in the winter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Casey's a crackhead. Confirmed. So is Thomas. That's true. Matt, we're talking to two people that don't understand our brains. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Cold feels nice. Yeah, no thanks. I mean, to, to each their own. I used to carry strong side all the time. And then, you know, it took me forever to get used to appendix carry. But I wanted, because I was carrying that shield at the time. Mm-hmm. And I because of the, how low capacity that gun is, I wanted the extra magazine for sure. And so that's whenever I started using the sidecar for the first time and it yeah it was incredibly uncomfortable for i don't know months until i finally just got used to it and i don't know that's basically the only way that i carry unless i'm carrying with like a dress shirt where i have to have something tucked in that's the only time that i'll carry strong side how do you do that do you have a special holster i use i have the same holster that you have and i use that for the txc one mm-hmm mm-hmm um, Mine looks weird when I do that. I took the wing off. Take oh, the wing off whenever okay. you carry strong side. Um, and I got that makes sense. That's why everything's so uncomfortable when I try and do strong side. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Take the wing off to do that, and then I got one of the um, discrete carry concepts micro clips, so it like actually attaches to my pants instead of my belt. Mm, okay. And then it's rather bendable so you can just kind of like tuck your shirt like put the holster in then tuck your shirt in around it 
your belt goes over the clip, so it doesn't even look like there's a clip attaching anywhere. I kind of want want to get that alien gear stuff, where it's like you get one holster that mm -mm. fits your guns, mm -mm. and then it connects to like seven different types. Mm -mm. I don't like that. Why? Because my dad always said that anything that can do a bunch of things can't do one thing very well. I got to agree with that. I, I don't know. Mac has it, and he said he loves it. It's pretty good. I don't like it. I don't like the thought. I mean, it's, it's fair. It's a, cool, it's a cool concept. It's not something that I would ever get, but I'm like a dedicated T-Rex Arms customer. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I love my TX. I, I, will, I will buy holsters from like three companies or four companies. T-Rex Arms, Tier 1 Concealed, TXC, and A&R Design. <laughs> those, are, those are like the four companies that I will buy holsters from. I just asked Thomas. <laughs> Well, so I have a. I, I, that's what I did for my first gun. I got a TXC holster because he said if you want a kind of cheap one, these are. It's a good company. They make good holsters. Yep, that so sounds I, familiar. I got a TXC holster for my Glock, <laughs> but then when I got the Sig, I knew that I ended. I wanted to end up buying a really nice holster with a sidecar and a cutout for the red dot and all that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, for quick holster, so I can start carrying. I'm just gonna get a We the People. Yeah. It's not a bad holster. No, they make good stuff. But stupid me bought a left-handed holster and I can't carry it anyway. <laughs> so it's it's outside the waistband holster now. That's the perfect opportunity to learn how to shoot left-handed. <laughs> really, I, I imagine if you were ambidextrous with the gun. Imagine imagine if I outshoot Nathan my left hand. <laughs> um, yeah, TXC makes good stuff. I like. I wish they had more options. Um, because if they had more options, I would probably get from them that's the only reason i didn't buy a txc one for the sig they didn't have the 365 xl yeah, that's because their their holsters for like the three their the 365 the 320 and the glocks are all the same like same size mm -hmm. they're not designed for one specifically they just kind of match the trigger guard and fit all of the frame sizes i wish i wish it fit well because they don't there's not a cut for the red dot either all the TXC ones come with an optic cut. Did it? Yeah. Automatically. Okay. If you get the... I know for sure the X1 and the X1 Pro do. I know whichever one I got did. You it's got the TXC too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he got the X1. Because he borrowed mine for a while. Is that the same one as me? Mm -hmm. It's in my car, but I'm not going to go get it. Yeah, mine's in my car too, so... Um, yeah, the X1's a good a good holster. I, I would have gotten... I might get one for my P80. Just to like have an inside the waistband holster for it because I don't have one. Mm -hmm. um, but they don't have one for my CZ. I was gonna get one for the CZ. They don't. They don't make it. I miss Dakota's CZ. Mine's nicer. I liked it though. <laughs> I never got to shoot yours. I shot Dakota's. His is heavy. His was heavier. Yeah. It was a nice gun. I thought whenever he told me he was getting a whatever whatever it was he told me he was getting. I thought he was getting one of the shadows. Mm -hmm. And I, so I was slightly disappointed. I liked it. It's, it. CZs are really pretty guns. They make very good handguns. If I, I think, I think, I, I would need, I, I would need to get one or at least shoot one to find out for sure. But based on what I know between my Sig and my CZ, I will. I think the CZ P10 would probably be my ideal handgun because it's striker fired, but it's the same grip style as the CZ P07, which is the one that I have. Mm -hmm. So it's like the best of both worlds. It, because the, the just like the, the grip angle on the CZ fits better, and it's got I don't know. It's it's very smooth. <coughs> and so I 
don't know. I just think that that would probably be best for me. But I'm I'm, I'm still in the realm of figuring out what I like and what I want, which is a very hard thing to do in the the hobby of guns because guns are expensive. Yeah. See, I'm not like you guys. I get like one thing that works and just learn how to use it. Yeah, that's what I say. Yeah, it, it's just a difference in philosophy. Like you guys are yeah. like, and there's nothing like wrong with either way. It's just a preference. You guys are all into like this is the perfect thing for me, and I'm just more like this is what I bought. That's what I have now. I'm gonna make so something imperfect good for me. This is what's gonna work for oh, me. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I mean, that's and that's what I did with my sig. I love it. You know, it's great, um, and I can shoot very well with it. Um, I'm just like that, and that's the reason that I haven't bought it. You know used you know spent more money on gotten a p10 mm. is because i don't you know it's not a priority right now you know i would rather put money towards ammo or other gear that i need instead of another gun that is just gonna you know it's gonna end up replacing the one that i do carry and then this one's just gonna sit around yeah I, the, the main reason i bought my gun is because in the summer i never carried my gun because it was too heavy and i wore shorts every day so I wanted to get that one so that I could carry it in shorts because it's a lot lighter. Mm-hmm. And it, so far, it seems to work. But I bought it right at the beginning of winter. So yeah. I'm not really going to get to test it with shorts until next year and see how everyday carry is with it. But I the, the weight that it is compared to my Glock, I think it's going to be really nice. Just wear shorts in the winter for a day just to, just to, just to test it out. I'm good. <laughs> He's but, not like us, Casey. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm cold-blooded. I need the heat. Actually, if you were cold-blooded, you would adapt better to the cold weather. No. Yes. Actually, what... Aren't speak- reptiles cold-blooded and they need to sit under heat lamps and stuff? They don't adapt. They die. What do you know, nature boy? Yeah. <laughs> well, what would maybe, you know maybe, about maybe, natural maybe, things? Cold, cold-blooded animals don't adapt. They die. Hey, so how many rounds does a 1911 hold? Seven and one. I used to not worry. You get the same capacity in your shield. Yeah, I know. That's what I was going to say. I I used to worry about. Kylie's little baby gun holds the same amount as that. Little little Derringer. She got like the. What is it? The little baby Sig? The Sig 238. It's comfortable. I kind of like it. I mean. Yeah, they're good guns. I'm just saying. Imagine not buying a full size pistol. (laughs) If we're talking about mistakes with guns, I bought a full size pistol because I knew I could shoot it better. When I really should have bought the subcompact, because you know, you should, it, no, you should have you should have got the like the the next size down. It was in the subcom or the compact. The compact. Just that's the what I meant. Compact. The compact. Yes. yes. <laughs> but you know, it comes back to that philosophy thing. It's like that's what I have now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's full size or nothing. You make it work. <laughs> but um, I used to not worry about the capacity inside of that M and P. That's what six plus one. Seven and one. Or no, no I it's guess six. The, the, the flush fit magazine yeah. is, is six and one. Yeah. Yes. So. I used to not worry about that, but now that I started carrying that Glock, that's what fifteen plus one with the flush mag. Right. And now I, it would it like stresses me out to really carry that M and P anymore, mm-hmm. because like after I mean if you're not unless you're carrying with like the sidecar, I mean you got six shots. Six shots doesn't go very far. No. Well, <laughs> you but when you think you're con- this is for your concealment, right? Yeah. When are you gonna need to fire sixteen shots concealed? When you not? Well, what if you need to? If you ever watch any sort of like uh, videos from people that like you know like store videos, 
people when they get into self, it, it's like three or four shots. Most. I was gonna say yeah, like three. It, it's usually yeah, but nothing. what if you need more? Oh, no, I'm not I've saying... had dreams about needing like a couple more, and it stresses me I'm out, not, man. Have you guys had those dreams? I'm just saying, practically speaking, six and six or seven and one is. It's enough. It's, pra- it's enough. It's pragmatic enough yes. to be useful. And yes. I've never had those dreams because the first gun I ever got hold, held 18 in one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually downgraded. I, yeah, I, I went from 18 in one to 12 in one. Yeah. I mean, 12 was pretty good, but like six, man, that is, that's not very much firepower. All it takes is one or two, usually. Unless you've got like excited delirium or something. Or they're well, like, unless you've got a crackhead. Yeah, I was yeah. say, unless they're yeah. like... Like hopped up on something. You if you usually, I feel like in those situations you shoot a bullet. So the person that's attacking is like, oh shit. That's why it's usually you know yeah. there's not anytime it's like if it's like a robbery or something. That's why it's usually so low is because Crap. once you start fighting back, that's when you most uh, attackers will you know stop. I didn't mean to cuss. Now I gotta make this explicit. <laughs> Just beep it or something. You know that's a lot of editing. Yeah. So I mean, you like ten seconds of it. I'm too lazy. You you might not need it, but my What's thing is Jayden? like, like what what I was always worried about is like I, I don't know like back whenever there was all this political unrest and all that stuff, and I was like traveling down to Pittsburgh and stuff. Like six shots does not go very far at all. That's a fair point. You know I'd what say, I mean? Say, like, like a long transit. If you think you're gonna get stranded somewhere. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. Like that's what kind of stresses me out. Yes. If you carry two extra mags, you're good. I was. <laughs> I carry two extra mags with my SIG. Yeah. Thomas carries an extra box of ammo on him. <laughs> I, I have, uh, yeah, what, 15 and 1 plus, I don't know, I don't even know how many is in the extended magazine right now. I think it holds 20. And then I've got another 15 round magazine in the in my backpack. Thomas carries a whole box of ammo on him at all times. It's pretty cool. I, mean, uh, I don't expect to you know, ever need that much, but I would rather have it yeah. in case something yeah. would happen. Yeah, like, you know. It's, it's I, purely I, preemptive. I realize that, like, being stranded in rural Pennsylvania is not really a, an issue, but, you know, now living in Butler, you yeah. know, if something would happen on the edge of town and I got to get home kind of thing to grab the rest of my crap, I've got a decent enough amount of ammo that I'm comfortable getting there. Yeah, yeah. A man who sleeps with a machete is a madman except one night. <laughs> I love it. I, uh, I love I that. Am <laughs> Tell me wrong. I am completely out of ammo. My dad shot it off. <laughs> I mean, I have, I have like James' address. <laughs> I have the correct amount to defend, but like the comfortable amount where I'm like, oh, we're good. I gotta go one more. I will never be at that point. That's com- a comfortable amount. What is that? I mean, at least two hundred. I, I would rather have at least 200 sitting in a drawer next to my bed than all of my mags full, which is what I have right now. Yeah. Well, that's fair, I guess, but... I don't know, man. Zero, I'm comfortable with no ammo at this point. I do sleep with a machete. It's just the thing is, I'm not saying that, I'm just saying it's like, having like having self-defense options are, are great, but a lot of it is, is just decision-making. You should be confident in your decision-making. Mm-hmm. Like, because fleeing, if knowing when to flee... Right. Is also a good decision. Yes. yes, definitely. Being comfortable with stress, even without having, say you had nothing, and for some whatever reason, you should be comfortable with that situation. Not on it, like you shouldn't be, you know, like, uh, not, not thinking about it. It's more mm-hmm. like you should be comfortable that even without this gear, I can make a competent decision that's going to give me the best outcome. Yeah. I, I think I'm thinking more home defense, though. 
Like, I I don't want to have to flee my home. I was going to say, fleeing your home is, you know, an it, option. It's an option, but, I, like, I would rather go to jail for killing a man and protecting my family than have to run out of my house with four other family members. That's fair. I'm just saying. Yeah. It, it, uh, it was the comfort thing that kind of made me think of it. It was like, being comfortable is a very first world thing. Yeah. It, it's, you should be... When it, at least I think this is obviously just my opinion. When it comes to these stressful situations, not even just self-defense, whatever what you'd consider like an emergency per se, you should be comfortable with your ability to handle that stress, even without the proper equipment. Right, right. I agree. I think that's and that's something that you have to come to terms with on your own. It's not the same for anybody. And I think I think we said something very similar to that in a old episode where we were talking about this, and I I think I said it to Dakota where I was like, he was like, we don't really ever really need to talk about this and I said but we do because if you don't talk about the situations and you don't think about the situations then you're not going to know what to do in the situation but if you're if you're running the situation through your head and you're talking about it with other people all the time your decision making is going to be better because you don't have to think about every possible outcome in that moment because you've already thought of every possible outcome what do we do with self-defense and learning how to shoot guns it's all muscle memory right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. brain's a muscle if you think about it you constantly think about what you're going to be doing in a certain situation. I got big wrinkles. Then you will be more apt to move that way when it comes down to it, whatever the situation may be. Absolutely. If you always just think, I have this is the situation. It's A, I need to do B. You think about that twice a day until it happens, and then you're good. You should be good at least. That, and when I lived in my old house in Vandergrift, I had three different backpacks full of gear to bug out. Like, if we had to go camping at a moment's notice, I could survive. And when we moved to my new house, I just haven't done it. All my stuff is just laying out in eight different places. And I like I even had, like, escape routes in my house. Like, if I had a fire, I was like, I'm jumping down this two-story window. I break an ankle. It's okay. That's good fire safety. <laughs> but, like, I, I really, I like, my old house in Vandergrift, I had every possible out. Like, I was ready to go. But this new house, I haven't done that yet, and I really need to, mm-hmm. and get all the exits and get my bags ready just just in case. Like I know, pe- like like you said, man, it sleeps with machetes, insane, and except for one night. But I'd rather have my stuff ready than have to pack it in ten seconds and forget eighty things. I got we, all my stuff. We need to make more hardtack. <laughs> I don't Dude, think I we love need to hardtack. Dude, I, do. I thought I was the only one who made hardtack. No, I, I told my dad the other night that we made it, and he was like, well, where is it? I was like, well, Matt has it all. And I was like, he said, well, how does that help me? <laughs> so we need to make some more of that. I don't know. There's something invigorating about that period of life that we all went through. Because I was I mean? scared out of my mind. You guys made me think I was going to die the next day. Yeah, it's fine. You guys actually thought you guys were going to die? They. You are going to die. It was just no. Jaden. <laughs> they, like. This must be something I missed. <laughs> yeah, it was when, when you were on your hiatus. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I didn't realize there was a. Dakota, Thomas, and Matt had been talking about this for like a long time where they were like, the world's going to end and we're getting ready. And oh, I just it was it wasn't quite that. It was pretty much that. It was it was basically us trying to prepare ourselves, you know, for events that like could take place similar to what happened in certain areas of the country last summer. Okay, that's fair. And so I was just kind of along for the ride. 
until the point where you started, you know. And so the, the one night, and... the one night we were sitting up at Matt's house, and we were getting ready to make hardtack, and I'm just sitting there listening to Dakota and him talk, and it all just came together and clicked in my brain, and I pissed myself. I was like, "We're all gonna die, and it's gonna be me first. I'm not prepared for this at all." Fear and, of death is something, isn't it? And they they were like, "Yeah, dude, we've been doing this for months. Where you been?" I was yeah. like, "I don't know, but I'm screwed. It's over." No, but I like I had an existential crisis that night. I was Fair. freaking out. <laughs> then we well, watched, what was that movie that we watched? That Wasn't one it V for Vendetta? No, no. No, <laughs> was, no, no. no. <laughs> it was not. They that made one. me watch V for Vendetta and then convinced me that I was gonna die. And then you bought a mask. <laughs> yeah. I have one of those masks. <laughs> I kind of want one. I think that's so cool. My aunt told me that my facial hair makes me look like that. What was he gonna say? <laughs> uh, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta grow the mustache out a little. You know, Jaden, I always thought you did look like somebody, but how did you bring it up? <laughs> well, you know, Guy Fox. <laughs> That's why I love those movies. I, I can, I, I can absolutely movies. not buy a Guy Fox mask just because of the internet connotations behind it. Yeah, the, I understand. With the whole, what is it, anonymous, anonymous or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. No thanks. It's a cool concept, but kind of ruined the we, movie. We should for make me. our own fee for Vendetta masks. Like like that darts and crafts. They don't resemble those. No, like legit. Ones. <laughs> you just need to get those purge masks. Hey, I got I got a three D printer in the basement. Oh boy, <laughs> let's design something. Call me chaos masks. <laughs> um, yeah, let's do that. Oh let's boy, put the CIC logo on our foreheads and just go around. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about we like make a joke out of this? Like this. Something like that happening is so distant to us that we literally joke about it. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Is it distant? We're all getting ready for it. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But, that... <laughs> as as the world continues to progress, I, I think the the possibility of some a, a situation like that becomes more likely. Well, I mean, I'm not, conflict I'm not is a constant. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's more likely now than it was last year. I think it's inevitable. Maybe not while we're alive. Like, if things go perfect, once we're dead, maybe it happens. What kind of event are we talking about here? Like a civil war. Just, yeah, like just uh, okay. I was gonna say basically. Uh, me and Matt were actually talking about this before you guys got here. It's like uh, really, and we were talking about history and uh, well, we were talking about the Egyptians and the Greeks and uh, mm-hmm. infighting and stuff. And it, it realistically, it was the whole history repeats itself kind of thing. But the people that you know always say that never go look at themselves and go. Oh, that's me that's going to repeat it. Mm. But it's the same thing. It's like, well, yeah, America is a modern empire. One day it will fall, just like every other empire before it. A power vacuum will come, and something else will take its place. Absolutely, you I agree. really shouldn't fear it, because that's just the way it goes. It, it's like a cancer. What does cancer do? It metastasizes until it kills itself. It what? Uh, it grows. Good one. It spreads. <laughs> a cancer spreads, and then it dies. It's the same thing with people, power, whatever. Yeah, I agree. I, I. That's it's not something to fear. It's just something to realize. I do think yeah. it is inevitable. Maybe not tomorrow. Maybe not in ten years. But I think eventually it's gonna happen. Has to. Well, <clears throat> Nathan was telling me, um, he's a history major, obviously, in um, or education with history, whatever. Um, but he was taking a class where they were studying, um, I don't know, something about world powers and. China right now is projected to surpass the U.S. as a world power by 2025. And he was telling me that 
throughout all of history, every time that a, that a number one world power has been surpassed, there's been some type of military conflict. So Inside the country or like... I don't just, know. I think that'd be just what, geopolitically major conflict. Because even, even an internal conflict in the United States would be geopolitically like significant right yeah because we're so big yeah because you're the you're the power and like that is like casey and i were talking about like that is what happened with egypt and um the the people who took over egypt and then the people who took over them were like the greeks and throughout all of history once an empire expands to the point where it starts to have to subdivide those subdivisions then start fighting with the other subdivisions for power and then whenever they start fighting with each other there's typically some type of um, outside party or outside other country that starts to recognize that and acknowledges it, and then they seek that as an opportunity of weakness because they're clashing inside of each other. So I, I said, doesn't that sound familiar? <laughs> About how, like, where we're at right now with our current political climate, left versus right, and everybody fighting Brother this side versus... versus yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just everybody internally inside of the U.S. at everybody's throats. Um, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe we are on the verge of something. I don't know. But again, like Casey said, it's not like it's something that we're going to be able to change or anything like that. It's just history, and it is inevitably going to repeat itself, and it's inevitably going to happen. So really, why worry about it or stress over it? It's just the way things are. Something very interesting that I, I, the way I think about it is what everyday life would look like during a situation like that say that somehow the united states falls into like some type of civil war situation what is everyday life going to look like for most people because it depends what you mean by that because there's going to be a short-term everyday life and there's going to be long-term everyday life there's going to be the event and living with the event and those are going to be two different things yeah like 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 if you think about the people in the civil war their life wasn't gunfire 24 7 there was living in the middle of that and it's I think that's something that people don't ever think about. Like, no. your life still has to go on. It's not always going to be this fight. A battle only lasts so long. Yeah. Uh, like, average, what, like, a fist fight in the street. It lasts three minutes at the most. That's that's that, even, like, that's a long, long fight. That's long. And it, it's so crazy. Like, you don't think about how quick things happen. Like, how much could happen in 30 minutes. Like, well, I mean, I, I am constantly you, crunching the clock. Yeah, so because you're, you drive an ambulance. Time. You have to think about, I have to get there fast because so much could happen. That person could die. Well, it's not even just the driving the ambulance part. It, it, it's treatment and recognition. It, it is critical thinking skills when it comes down to knowing how long something is. Because what 30 seconds actually is versus how 30 seconds feels are two different things. Especially when you're like adrenaline's pumping and something yes. just happened. Yes. Dude, I remember when I got into my car wreck with Matea, my brain went into go mode and I like got license and registration, got Matea out of the car, unpacked all of our stuff from the car, put it in a bag, like parked the thing, tried to move it. Like so many things I did. And then I looked at the clock and it had been two minutes and I was waiting for the cops at that point. That's your adrenaline. I, like I was done. I was ready to go. And then afterwards I was like, honestly, I'm happy with the way that I did no, that. That's not a very common response. A lot yeah. of times it's, 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 we call it fight or flight, but a lot of times it goes into the fight or flight and freeze. Um, and the fact that you did all that in two minutes is honestly impressive. I, I, because I was freaking out. When when you have an adrenaline response, you're you're like your eyes dilate, your you know your vasoconstriction, which your vessels start constricting and start pumping more blood. You're ramping up. You're taking in more information. And if you're not 
ready for adrenaline, or if you're not, if you haven't thought about it, that's a lot of information to take in. Mm. And freezing happens a lot. But if you're kind of, I've already thought about that, and I imagine you have thought about situations, so car accident might not be the specific situation. I thought about car accidents a lot. But either way, it's just like, <laughs> if you are expecting an adrenaline response, you can deal with it more properly and not just freeze or go tunnel vision. The thing that was really funny to me was I was doing all this stuff and I got Matea because when it happened, we crashed and I remember I went tunnel vision, but I went tunnel vision to get things done. And I remember I got Matea out of the car. She was sitting on the guardrail. I was unpacking the car. And I remember the lady behind me that didn't hit anything was frozen. She was sitting in her car with her hands on her steering wheel, just staring at me with her mouth wide open. And I just looked at her. I was like, can you call the cops? Can you do something? And she like laughed at me, but I was like, move lady. Like this is, we got to get off the road. Like things are happening. And she ended up getting out and like Matea had a cut on her head and all that. But I say, think, think about your car accident now. Okay. You did all that in two minutes. Let's say a different event with an adrenaline response, something that you guys talk about, like where it's an actual, like a threat kind of response. How much of an edge do you have that you've moved for two minutes and the person next to you hasn't moved? Yeah. How much of an edge is two minutes? It's we a, just talked about a fist fight lasting three minutes, and that's being long. That's a lot. Realistically, 30 seconds for a fist fight in the street, you've just done that four times yeah. in two minutes. Time management is very, very important when it comes to threat response and critical thinking. I, I don't know if you guys have ever thought about that, but that's just something that is a fact. If you're going to deal with a high-stress situation, time management is incredibly important. I don't think I've thought about it in that way. The, about like specifically time management, but I've thought about the things that I need to do in situations. Like when you said that, the first thing that came to my mind was when I hear a bullet whizzing past my head, is that going to make me freeze? Because that's scary. And, and I don't know how I'm going to respond because we can't really train that. Well, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could, we could try. You give me a juggernaut suit, I'll do it. We kind of have. Matt almost shot me. I was just <laughs> telling Annalise about that, that you almost shot me in the head. At West Virginia. Yeah, he yeah, put a the, shotgun barrel up to my ear. With the raccoons. Okay, how'd you respond? It was, I screamed was out. I screamed at him. It was not I that bad. It was not that bad. Yeah, that he was, was exaggerating I have, I have that video bit. somewhere. Matt, there's a, there's a video proof. You put the barrel straight up to my face. Okay. All right, all right. It was not that bad. And then... Before that, you almost shot every single one of us in the foot. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. You're making me sound really, really like you were careless. You were. Okay. That, yes, I was also that, like 16. That was, that, yeah. That was. You guys were still in high school yeah, when that yeah, happened. Was, yeah. 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 I was young. Um. Okay. I think we're good on that. Let's let's dig into Exodus because I actually do want to get some of that through. So half this episode's been guns. We'll, we'll split it in half. Did we really it. actually come to any conclusions with guns? And no, we yeah, never. We, we, we like never. No we never talked. About, we talked about holes. Ba- ba- basically, you guys need gear. We <laughs> yeah. need, we need something that I want to do at some point. Would well, be yeah, run through medical training. My thing is, why do I need gear? Is you my... don't need it. All right, here's like, the thing about, I'm, just, like, I'm just saying, like. It is beneficial, it at least at least for flat range work. It makes our it makes stuff easier, and it makes us look way cooler. Yeah, Dude, I cool. like, <laughs> look if you look at the if you look at the pictures, compare how me and Macker and Casey look compared with, with all our me. gear compared to you and Jaden. I'm wearing jeans with rips in them and Adidas 
NMDs. You're wearing dress shoes and a pair of khaki pants. Right. Thomas, Casey, and Mac are full Dakota. We've all got our plate carriers. And as far as gear goes, let's just talk about gear that you conceal. <clears throat> excuse me, conceal in your person every day, and that that's useful. Let's say Matt, right now, you get a cut in your arm and it's like bleeding arterially. You're gonna bleed out in two or three minutes. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna tie my belt around my bicep. That's not at all effective. Okay, you well, can't then get I'm screwed enough. and I'm dying. Carry twenty dollar tourniquet and you, you're safe in fifteen seconds. Like I've turned. That's that's backpack. why you have gear. Gear with a use. Okay, gear that that use. kind of gear. Yeah, I do care. I, yeah, in see. in my my shit hit the fan bag. I do. He's got a couple band aids. <laughs> no, I do have a first aid kit. So like I have this. But I'm just, saying like I'm saying like having. Okay, so I do have like that gear. I have like ropes and like all of that stuff in my shit hit the fan bag. But like as far as like having that rig, like as long as I have extra mags. My gun and my AR, like, what else do I really I seriously guess, I guess this kind of gets into EDC. What do you carry every day? What do you carry on a daily basis when you're going into the office that's actually going to help you if, does, if shit does hit the fan? Yeah. All right, let's think about the plate carrier then, right? Let's say this does have the event, like some event where there's a threat. You have your plate carrier, you know, whatever. In your car. In your car, whatever it is, you have it. What is the advantage of having your plate carrier? Anybody? What's the advantage? <laughs> That's it's what I'm saying. I don't have. Um, I'm just. I'm, I'm some, proposing a question. It, it, what's the advantage? What's the yeah, That's what I'm saying. Like what? The what? advantage of wearing one versus not wearing. Versus one? having it. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm confused. What I'm saying is like what having is having it with you? Because a, be- a plate carrier takes time to put on. Having it having it with you doesn't do a whole lot unless you put it on. Exactly. So there's there's like disadvantage. You, you have having to it you have to use it. it. I think a plate carrier is more of boog scenario equipment. Yeah, like that's that's not something like I don't I don't carry that not around. Necessarily, with me. So they make they make what soft armor to wear underneath business suits. Yeah, Matt works in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it would, it wouldn't be completely inappropriate for him to wear it. That's why I asked you that question earlier before the podcast about Kevlar because I feel like soft armor is going to be more helpful in these situations than me having steel plates shoved up a plate carrier in an everyday situation right you yes you do have to have the time to put something like that right. on i think what's funny is that we as soon as i asked that question we jumped into the complexities of putting on carriers and all this stuff and what they do is like but the main advantage of a armor is that it is armor yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah you have yeah, a I was, chance I was of, getting to you that. have a chance of being shot and or stabbed and going hmm that didn't really affect me and then doing whatever happens next yes Dude. That gives you that chance to respond without a plate care, without armor. You get shot, you know, in the body. You have no chance to respond. Your only response is, "I'm bleeding out." Uh-huh. What do I do now? Can I tourniquet my boob? <laughs> tourniquet around the neck at that point. <laughs> um, so I saw a video the other day, and it was of a. I don't think it was a cop. It might have been a medic. He was responding to a shooting, and this guy rushed out of the store with a knife. And he ended up being a guy that was, like, in prison forever. And I guess somehow he was, like, prison trained on how to stab. And he stabbed the guy right, like, in the armpit area where he knew the chest armor wasn't going to be. And then he went for the neck. And the medic guy had ducked under it. But he didn't mean to duck. He got stabbed in the chest and keeled over and ducked under the neck stab. And everyone afterwards, when he came back to the office, saw the video, and they were like, dude, that was sick. You ducked his knife. And then he was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And then I, I meant to do that. Yeah, he, he was on a podcast, and he was like, I just got lucky. Like, I, I keeled over because I got stabbed in the chest. 
But like it, then it made me think about the disadvantages. Like, oh, if people know that you have armor on, they know how to get around it. Yeah. And then, and then I thought about that, and that was just like, oh, that kind of stinks. The at, at, at a, that at that point in time, it makes when, whenever it comes to firearms, it makes the shootable part of you smaller. Yeah, which is yeah. the advantage. I guess close because quarters like, combat, it's less. We, we constant, at least for, for me, you yeah. constantly train like the A zone of a target, which is center mass. If mm-hmm. you take away center mass, you've got like shoulders and head. Yeah, lower abdomen. I'm gonna shoot you in the thigh and then the face. Hip line, actually, <laughs> yeah, is where yeah, that's where it's at. This A zone he's talking about, that's where all your organs are. So mm-hmm. like anywhere else. You've at least got a little, except for the head, I guess. You've got a little time to react. So what you're telling me is I need, like, a bulletproof hockey helmet. <laughs> helmet, yeah, helmets is a whole nother That's That's a whole, that's a game. whole different None game. of us have helmets. Yeah, I don't have a helmet. I actually have a surplus one. But... Like, how far do you want to take this is what I'm saying. No, that, is, the, I mean? that is absolutely the question. And, like, to me, is too. How far does it need to be taken? Too, that's too far is not a plate carry. Like, I don't think a plate carry is too far, but, like, as far as like immediate importance and urgency, like I wanted my extra mag carriers. I definitely wanted an outside the waistband holster. I wanted an AR. I need a new strap for my AR, obviously. Okay. But like, as far as like the plate carrier goes and that stuff, like it's like that's where I kind of get to the point where it's like okay, like. And I think uh, that's where I'm going to, like, stop at. I'm gonna get a chest rig, a belt, and then the stuff to put on it. The med kit, the the. Well, you don't even know how to put that stuff on it. It's it's really just quick access. Well, I really like what he had, what Thomas has. He's got the med kit like right on his back hip, and it just is it, it like a terrible way one where you can pull it right there, off the belt. There is an insert for it. I don't actually have it in there. I was like, because this is kind of awkward to grab your stuff. Well, yeah, it's like that's the, just my question. Yeah, it, it, is, it is designed to be a tearaway. Like, okay. yeah, it's it's like it's zippered, and then there's like a tray that comes okay. out with all the crap in it. But I think I think that's where I'm like that's my extent. I think I'm gonna go with a. Solid chest rig body armor setup with all of the extra mags, the med kit, like all that stuff. And then I think I'm getting a ghillie suit and I'm out. <laughs> well, I, I just think Matt does bring up a good point. He's like, why oh, carry yeah, 100 he, he pieces does. of gear that you're never going to use? I, right. I agree. I agree. And Or don't even know how to use. Right. Somebody says, here, you need to have this. Well, what do I use that for? Why would I need that? Maybe that's specific to them. Maybe that's, yeah. you know. No, it's, it's discernment. Matt needs an EpiPen pouch. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I mean, to each, Can't to each, all the bees. as, as with everything to each their own, it's not like that. I don't, obviously I don't carry my plate carrier with me every day. You know, it's, that is something that would be like very bad situation. Like, okay, shit's going down. I've got to get out of the city. I have a little bit of time to prepare, you know, grab that, grab all my, grab my armor, get on my belt set, whatever. It's not something that I'm going to go, you know, somebody's breaking into my house and I'm going to go grab my armor and throw it on. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not, that's not going to happen. Right. Hold right. on! So, someone's breaking into my house, I'm going to grab a pistol, and I'm going to hand my dad a shotgun just to rack it. <laughs> I don't even... Never mind, look at so that. So, it's, it's... Go ahead, The, Jay, the armor is there for a, si- for a situation <laughs> where you have time to kind of gather your stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not... Yeah, it's not... Because there's... there's no way that you know you're gonna. What what are the odds that you're going to have the time to put that like on we just to, said, re- to react? It's There's, all about the time management. It does happen, but it's not very common. Like there was the the one example, I think was was that guy over in Africa. 
I don't know. You probably saw it. I don't know if you guys saw it or not. There was a sh- an active shooter situation at some mall or something in Africa, and there was he, I think he was a retired SAS soldier, and he was just doing something. He had like his full kit in his car, and he heard like all these shots, and he ran to his car, threw on all of his body armor, grabbed his rifle, that's and then so went bad. back in, went back in and got the situation under control. <laughs> Dude, that's so cool. <laughs> I want to be him. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, I have a bad news Instagram. for you, Jane. You're not going to join the SAS. Uh, You're hey, not British. <laughs> I'm going to go join the SAS. <laughs> That's so cool. But, like, what are the odds of that situation happening where you're going to have the time to... Yeah, I say, pragmatically speaking, if, if you don't practice putting your carrier on, it's going to take you upwards of over a minute. <laughs> and this is why I got a smaller gun. Because I was getting to the point where I was leaving my gun in the truck because it was too heavy. So I got a smaller gun so that I do have it if a situation like that does arise. Because if I leave it in the truck and I go into a mall, it doesn't help me at all. Any good? Yeah. I mean, I have I have started to tailor my everyday attire to carrying. So you will rarely see me out with athletic shorts on. I'm because because I always have a belt because I'm always carrying my gun. You know, if I step out of my house, you know, the only time that I really, I don't really carry it is whenever I'm going to work and it's in my backpack, which is in my car. Mm-hmm. I hope no one from Penny United listens to this. <laughs> Dude, I can't tell you how many people have told me they've got guns in their cars. Same. So. <laughs> um, Aren't guns like a little dangerous? <laughs> they are. Yes, they are. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Um, but we went over... For the forty-eight minutes, That's all right. but I do, I do want to get into Exodus because the next time, next time, yep, you don't want to get into it now. The next episode, okay. Listen, I was just thinking, it was like, if you're gonna bring up the equipment, you can't leave it like half. I agree. Half you, can't, you need you to have the like, discussion. Right. Just yeah. like these are a couple holsters we buy, and that's it. It's like, yeah, I would, I would say, if you don't want to go as far as a plate carrier, I would do at least a belt setup, just so that you can have all of your gear. Yeah. Like right, you know, right there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you're not digging through your pocket. Like, again, it's something that you're going to have to have the time to put on. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's better than, you know, having to try to stuff rifle mags into your pockets. Yeah. My basketball <laughs> shorts full of mags. Yeah. Or having yeah. to, like, take off your backpack and dig out more stuff. Right. Kind of thing. If you've got at least a little bit on your belt, yeah. that's better than nothing. Hmm. And if you and if you don't want to go full plate carrier, there's always just the option of getting like a bare bones chest rig that'll hold like three rifle mags, and that gives you a little bit more on your body that you don't have to pull out of a backpack later, kind of thing. I'm right. saying also, it's like you could always just do like you don't have to do plates. They make soft armor that's just the best. Yeah, that's if, true. if that's something yeah, that's, that's better, true. that's a little more accessible, a little, mm-hmm. and you could still do all the you know normal stuff. So it's um, it's really about just assessing what you need. And buying the correct thing. I know what I need. A 1911. Ghillie suit. And then we can talk about it. Yeah, for I, think you should, I, think, I think you should work with the gear that you have. <laughs> I'm getting a ghillie suit. Oh, my gosh. Listen, listen. The apocalypse is going to happen, and I'm going to be up in a tree somewhere, and you're never going to find me. And you're gonna be and like, I'm gonna have and I'm gonna have my 1911. <laughs> that's going to have six rounds, and I'm going to be hiding in a tree. From who? 
<laughs> obviously, obviously, I can't convince. Like, I'm not. I'm not going to like sit here and argue with you all day trying to tell you you have to buy all of this stuff because you you don't you don't have to. Like, I, I mean, the chance that you're actually going to use it. What is? Yeah, I think the the chances that we will end up having to use something like that increases as time goes on. But in everyday life, you're not going to. I mean, mine sits in a box in my closet most of the time. I was thinking about that when I, I went to the store and I bought a box of uh, hollow points. I bought 50. And then I went home and I loaded all my mags with them. And I was like, I still got 20 rounds sitting here. Like, yeah. I was like, I'm never, hopefully, never even going to have to use these bullets. Right. Hopefully. And I guess that's that's another reason is like, hopefully, we don't ever have to. But it's the whole idea of... <laughs> I would rather. I would rather. I would Casey rather. Like, ah, I, hope I, I would rather it. have it just in case I would need to use it. Yeah, kind of thing. Because at this point, you know, I'm not do like. Yes, obviously, I'm doing this stuff for myself, but I also have other people that I'm responsible for now. Yeah. So yeah. if I can't, I I can't continue to protect them if I'm bleeding out because I got shot in the chest because I wasn't wearing armor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, like. Every day, every day, that's, I mean, I'm not going to be walking to the mall with my armor on, but. Maybe we should. Well, so even speaking strictly pragmatically, I carry my vest to work every day. And I put Do you it, wear I, it at work? No, I put it in the truck. And how many times I've actually, you know, been in a situation where I've worn it? Twice. And it was not useful either times. <laughs> but I mean, at least you have it because. No, that's what it, the thing yeah. is. That's the thing about it, about body armor. It's not that useful until it is. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's the way that it is with all of our gear. Yeah. Yeah, the carrying a gun in my pants every day that's it's extremely com- uncomfortable. Yeah, it's incredibly inconvenient until it's the most convenient thing on the planet. <laughs> yeah. That's... And we can go, I mean, we can go round and round on this, like I said. Yeah, I can't, no. I, I'm not going to try to convince you to, any more than I already have to yeah. get stuff. You know what I think is the most important, though, is a flashlight. I agree. On, on all your stuff. Oh, yeah. you, carry, you don't even carry a flashlight every day. No, not not like, well, I mean, yeah, I kind of do. I mean, I, oh, I, yeah, I, but, I'm saying like a flashlight on your firearm. Me? Or having oh, someone. On the firearm, oh. I was going to say. Or me, having, Thomas and Dakota have been trying to get you on the pocket flashlight carry train for years. Thomas got the same one I did. That's all it now. takes. This tiny little baby right here. Because like, even if, because like for me, I don't have a light on my gun. If I have that little thing, Bam. I'm good to go. So it's yeah, unstable, but like it's unstable, but at least I can see. Yeah, yeah. no. Yes, no. I, 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 th- I think even before having a light on your gun, a handheld is is more important. Uh, so, some type of light to illuminate, yeah, I, I think, is even beyond most... like what self defense and like important situations. Having a flashlight can be like incredibly helpful in day to day. Oh yeah, dude. When I was working at Penn United, the flashlight was the most important tool yeah, I had in my pocket. Was, I use I use my flashlights more than I use my knife. I use my knife every day. I, I carry, you can't do anything if you can't see. I carry flashlight, knife, gun, phone, wallet. That's my everyday. Pretty much. Yeah. And I just got a new knife. Actually, I'm on the search for the perfect everyday carry knife. Because K-bar. K-bar. <laughs> Thomas. See what... You like, small, you like smaller knives. I like... Sp- You're the full size <laughs> Casey, you gotta yeah. Casey carries. Hold on. 
Casey carries a World War II bayonet and his full-size Desert Eagle. Yeah, it's right. You know, they, I keep them on, like one on each side. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I like I like smaller yeah. knives that do more than just be a knife. Right. Yeah. Like I my just like cup of joe. <laughs> the the knife that I carry, I've been carrying for years, is actually you bought it for me because I was too young to buy knives off yeah, the I internet. That. that little that little Kershaw. Yeah, as a little Kershaw, it was the Kershaw Kershaw Shuffle One. It was the two. The two? You had the two. Okay, yeah. well, the, it had, it was the same as this. It had a bottle opener, a flathead screwdriver, a seatbelt cutter, I think, and the knife. And it was my favorite thing in the whole world for years, and I carried it every day, but I bent the pocket clip up, and I can't wear it now. I got a hammer. You can get replacement clip, clips. They, they'll send you it for free. But the thing that I didn't like about it was that the handle was plastic. Fair. And this one that I just bought, I don't know what it's called. Uh, I, the box is in my truck, but it's the it's metal. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's aluminum, and it has bottle opener, uh, flathead screwdriver, and the knife, and it's fantastic, dude. Yeah, I love these things. Yeah, I understand, but I am constantly on the search for those perfect everyday carry knife that can do anything I need it to. Fixed blade gang. <laughs> See that that is Thomas carries a fixed blade and a. <laughs> I carry well, I, I carry this one. This he one, the, the he carries his self defense one, the, the get off me knife, dude. That I'm gonna uh, be honest. I if I wore a belt every day, I would buy one of those. They're expensive. This knife was like 140 bucks. Yeah. Holy I, hell! When I was at Cabela's, I almost bought it. Yeah. Um. This this one this one was 142. Well, yeah, it's Spiderco, isn't it? Yes, but it's the best knife I've ever Spider-Co had. Spiderco are the most expensive knives in the world. See, no, I, Benchmade is more actually. Be, yeah, Benchmade's crazy, but those are all like custom usually. If, no. I, if I'm going to buy a Benchmade I, and I'm going to spend that, that amount of money, it's going to be a custom, beautiful, like, yeah, okay. like uh, what, what is it called? Damascus steel. Oh. It's going to be gorgeous. No, I will. But my, my search for the everyday carry is affordable and is perfect for everything I need. Yeah. These, yeah, yeah. The Kershaw has become the perfect brand I've They're found. They're good. They're good. They're cheap. A they're, lot of them are American-made. They're cheap. They're solid knives. They they stay sharp for a long time. And I have found that my favorite type of blade is a Tanto, where it has that edge, yeah. that extra edge on it. And this this new one doesn't have that, but it's curved, and I, I like it. Mm-hmm. But that that a Tanto blade, that little mm-hmm. that little edge on it, the extra edge keeps sharp forever. Right. And it, it's these knives are just fantastic. I agree. I think the one thing that I would add to my everyday carry would be a multi-tool. Yeah. Because I, I would rather carry a, a standalone knife and then a multi-tool than having like a pocket knife that does a little bit of everything. That's true. Uh, I, I used to carry a multi-tool in my backpack when I was at college. I would carry my knife yeah. in my pocket and a multi-tool in my backpack everywhere I went. That's Yeah, that's where mine is currently in my backpack. <clears throat> but I say that kind of comes into a question is what would be something you would carry that you do carry every day that somebody probably wouldn't expect you to carry that has like flashlight? No, besides besides what's already been mentioned, just something that's somebody be like, I don't know why you have that. What use does it have? Does anybody carry anything like that? For me, it's the flashlight. Yeah, this the, the the fixed blade. I have okay. people question why I have a flashlight constantly. Okay, I have yeah, I've had people ask that as well because they're like, oh, you have a flashlight on your phone. I'm like, yeah, but I can't stick my phone in my hat. Yeah. You know, and now I've got a headlamp, or well, I guess this one's got the clip that you can attach to your hat. But does they think about how much battery life your phone has compared my, to my dad? Well, I've, and it's also the flashlight's also brighter. I've been I've been carrying these. Uh, what is it? Streamlight. 
I've yeah, been carrying these Streamlight flashlights for two or three years now. And my dad still thinks I'm insane. But I can't count how many times my dad has needed a flashlight and I whipped one out. Right. It's, it, like, it, it's like, you think I'm insane, but it's perfect. It, it comes in handy so often. But yeah, Thomas's is definitely the weird self-defense. I'm going to cut your guts out knife. Yes. <laughs> I, say, I only have one thing that I carry that would be like, why do you carry that? And it's that, uh, that desert scarf I keep in my car. The she mug. Yeah, the she mug. Yeah. I say it is very pragmatic. You can make a sling out of it in like you know twenty seconds. You can use it to confront, like you know, push down and put pressure on a wound. Yeah. If you need a piece of cloth for just about anything, it works. That's and it just sits there. I have one of those. It does and nothing. It's not. I need to add. I need to put that in my backpack because I have one, get and one. It's not with. Me. I just. I have mine tied around Dakota the passenger seat in my car. <laughs> it's all kit one. I, know, I have one. Like, well, think about it. You dislocate your arm. It's just going to be dangling there. Yeah. Just you know, something, wrap it up. Something that I didn't expect to come in handy that has is since COVID started those uh, like neck sleeve masks. Oh yeah, I've got a bunch of those they, too. They, bandana gang. Well, bandana <laughs> works too. But like those those neck sleeve like Under Armour type material masks have. Come in handy to wipe things off, to cover things with, and use as a mask because of Rona. But like it, I've used that more than I ever thought I would for hunting to keep your face warm. Yeah, yeah, I have. I think I have one of those. And I'm pretty sure I have one in my backpack. I got one. See, bandanas are like that, but they cost a dollar. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, actually, I there was a. I think it's SA Fishing Company. Yeah, they I had was a, I was the first one of our group to get those things, yeah. and that was like five years ago. They had a sale where I bought like twenty four of them for ten bucks. They 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 were nice. Yeah. They worked. My bandana was more expensive. <laughs> but yeah, those things. It was like buy one get four free, something like that. Yeah, I think that's the deal that I got too. Or it was like buy a shirt get five masks or something. Like yeah, that. five face shield things. Yeah, I think that's what I did. But I will say, there's a little teaser for everyone. Just gotta chill. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be looking to make common chaos gear. Yeah, that's true. We did we did start looking at stuff like I'm that. not I'm not going to say much because everything's not ironed out yet, but I want to make uh, morale patches. <laughs> Balaclavas. Yeah. We could we could make we could make those like we could make anything and put our logo on it. But I, I was thinking about morale patches. I think that would be sweet. Yeah, some of those would be cool. We could put some on our chest rigs. I'm here for it. Yes, but it's cool. Also, That's pretty tactical man. clothes and stuff. I mean, I don't know what else. Now, we could, that would be something people would buy. I don't sure. know what else we could put our logo on that would actually. Be handy for guns. We just and stuff. we just need more content. And Vote on Instagram. That's gonna that's <laughs> gonna be one of my one of my goals here. You know, I actually something really interesting that I that uh, uh, Spotify has let us do for this podcast is I can add questions to each episode. Hmm. So like we can ask a question in the episode, and then if you go on Spotify and click on the episode, you can answer the question, and I can see everyone's answers. So I did it for the last episode where we talked about Exodus. Oh, something just flew into my eye. Oh, but I did it. I did it for the last episode on Exodus, and I asked, "What questions do you, like, you guys have on Exodus?" Hmm. No one answered because no one knew that it was a thing. It's flying into my eyeball. There's a gnat in here, Matt. Clean Question after this one: How do you kill gnats? <laughs> um, but I can I can do that on Spotify now, and it, it's pretty interesting. So, like, if we actually do have questions for people, I think most of our listeners, I've looked at the stats, are on Spotify. 
Spotify and Apple Podcasts are our two biggest. So, what's your least biggest? Uh, some podcast app that I've never heard of, and I don't know who the heck is using it. Um, but we got like people from Saudi Arabia that listen to this, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's Casey. Casey flies to Saudi Arabia just to listen to the podcast. But Inshallah, brothers. There, there's, <laughs> there's some cool stuff that we are looking forward to doing. We're going to start. Uh, Thomas wants to start actually getting into training videos. He thinks he's ready to do that. And we're going to start getting in-depth with that stuff. I don't know if you want to say anything about that, Thomas. I mean, I don't I, I don't really... I don't think there's a whole lot that I have to say about it. Um, Just kind of a stay tuned kind of thing. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I've, I've been saying that for a while, but it's you know, it's gotten to the point where I finally had the time to like start getting back into things. Things, you know, things have started to slow down a little bit. I'm starting to get my priorities straightened out again, and I, I think it's time. I, I think I now have the time to be able to sit down and actually plan things. And um, there's some stuff that I, that I need to work through with the group, and you know, iron out of you know, start to iron out issues, you know, work with each person individually and, um, you know, get them to start to become more proficient in a rapid manner. So the Comic Chaos Podcast is slowly becoming the Comic Chaos Project again. Um, But yeah, we got some cool things that we think we're going to start bringing into the works. Um, Teaser for next week, actually, we are going to be doing an episode with Thomas, not you, the other Thomas, Jehovah's Witness Thomas, and now Agnostic Thomas. We got him lined up for next week, and I'm actually pretty excited about that episode. I think that's going to be very interesting. And uh, then the week after that, uh, I think Boda's going to come on. We're going to talk to him about some stuff. He's he's, 31st. Yeah, that's that's the day after Halloween we're going to be filming that. The the following weekend, the 7th. I the the not, Sunday. I will, I will not be here. Well, I think we'll be backed up on episodes enough that okay, we don't have yeah, to. I will not be here. But next Saturday, we're going to record Thomas, and I think that's going to be a super cool episode. Yeah, that's one that I'm looking forward to. Um, then Boda. Boda will be And by then, hopefully, we've got some other stuff moving, and we can actually start growing the audience more. I do want to get your cousin on at some point too. Austin? Yeah, if he's still down to do that. Yeah. I'm sure he would be. He's he listens to these while he works out in the gym, so. Yeah. If yeah, if he's if he is still interested, I would like to do that. Um but yeah, I I think we've come to a point with this podcast and with what we're trying to do here that we have a pretty steady audience. And it's not a huge audience, but it's yeah. a solid group of people that listen to this faithfully. And they enjoy what we're doing and they agree with mm-hmm. the idea of the whole thing. So we're going to start trying to improve and make this project an actual community thing where we can engage with the solid group that we have because I think it's awesome that we have a community because we talked about that on the episode that actually, Thomas, you weren't there when Mac came and told us about his story. Mac was talking about how awesome it was that he had a community of people that he could go to and talk to about his health, like uh, mental health issues. And my dad said, I had never even thought about that. Having a community is probably a fantastic thing. Mm-hmm. And then oh, it, made, it made me think about just this podcast and all where 
we have all these different communities, the people that listen to it for the Bible stuff, the people that listen to it for the gun stuff, and hopefully soon the people that listen to it for the mental health stuff. And I think it's going to be really cool, the things that we can do and the people that we can reach through it. So bear with us. This is our first try at this kind of thing, but we are definitely trying to make this grow and make it more of a... Uh, I think it's your 37th try at this time. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have tried to do stuff like this before, but <laughs> hey, no, just a joke. hopefully this is the one that works. It was the goal to create a community from the beginning. You know, we, we said that whenever we first launched all of this. Obviously, things have been busy and, you know, priorities have been all over the place, um, but it's... This, this is something that has started to take precedence. I've started to f- kind of find myself again and get back into what I was so passionate about at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's taken some time, yeah, obviously. You, but I, like, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but like you kind of like lost it for a while there for this. Oh yeah, it was it was, jeez, most of the summer, all of the summer. All the summer until probably the last couple of weeks. Probably, honestly, this week has probably been the biggest game changer. And it's because I started actually listening to the T-Rex Arms podcast again. And then started watching some of their videos again. And like getting myself back in that mindset. Mm -hmm. And I'm super excited for that. I think it's going to be sweet. Uh, Hopefully soon we're going to have gear. Like uh, hoodies and stuff. And I'm excited to make those because I haven't done it yet. But I think it's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited for everything to come. Does anyone have any last words they want to say? So Exodus 7 through 15. We'll get to that eventually, I guess. Yeah, I'll do it later. Um, I mean, I tried to do it this episode. You guys you guys said next no, time. No, I, I think it was good to just have a, a podcast or, or <clears throat> an episode just around gear and guns. And why, stuff. why split your topics two ways? Yeah, right. Get them full. right. We haven't had an episode about this stuff in a while. Plus, but... there's a lot to talk about, and I don't want to just try to check it off a list. I, I agree, feel 100%. like there's a little bit more like emphasis and importance around some of the things that I wanted to talk on. So I, I still need to do more research on Exodus two. I'm uh, kind of behind you now. I'm on like eight through ten. I'm on my deep research I'm now. On twenty two. Dang. It's going well. Um, Interesting stuff. But yeah, like eventually, we're, well, we have a Bible study. I'm going to plug that real quick. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We, we've been doing Bible studies kind of where we invite people to come out to Matt's house on a certain day and come talk about Exodus. So if any of you are interested that actually do listen to the podcast and want to become part of the community deeper, then we do have these Bible studies and message us on instagram message me message thomas message any of us and we can get you on the list for the bible study because yeah. it's pretty sweet we've been going over exodus and if you do want to join just start reading exodus because it's an interesting book and we've been having a lot of fun researching it by ourselves we've had a lot of good conversations just us not on the podcast so that's a plug how frequent are you making this just the, so. the bible studies yeah, bible study. bi-weekly bi-weekly that's going to be the plan okay yeah hopefully um I know people get busy. If you don't know what bi-weekly is, every two weeks. <laughs> uh, bi-weekly or every three weeks. Um, we're still trying to iron out the details, but it's something I'd like to continue to scale and grow in addition to what we're doing here. Yeah, because like we said, like Thomas said, the original vision for this was a community. We don't want it to just be us. We want people to, we want to help people. We want to 
grow in these things with other people. So let us know if you want to be a part of that Bible study. And if you already are part of that Bible study group, why the heck are you not here? Um, but there's just loads of people. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? Final words? Nope. No, no, nothing. Nothing that I'm going to talk about right on the podcast. Let's say I'm only a guest. I don't have anything to say. <laughs> Casey, you're part of the group. What do you mean? Um, <laughs> this has been the Comic Chaos Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thomas, what do they do? Check us out on Instagram at the Common Chaos Project, period, between all those words. Um, hopefully, we'll have some more content coming your guys' way. I know I've been saying that for a while, but we're going to try to start amping that up. Have a good Monday. Enjoy your week. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.